Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. We're your hosts. I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Master Ryuho Okawa. Ryuho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. Alright, so today we have another spiritual interview book. This is Spiritual Interviews with the Guardian Spirits of George Lucas and the Spirit of Carrie Fisher. Awakening Messages to the Space Age by Riho Okawa. So this spiritual message book, it has two parts that are, one is, of course, the guardian spirit of George Lucas, and the other one is the spirit in the higher dimensions of Carrie Fisher. I will begin by reading the preface of the book. I have compiled the spiritual messages from the guardian spirit of George Lucas, the father of the world-famous Star Wars and the late Carrie Fisher. This is a bi-text in English and Japanese. This year, fall, Happy Science will be releasing the movie, The Laws of the Universe Part 2, The Age of Elohim. So as an introductory to understanding it, I wanted to ask about the concept of the Hollywood version of The Laws of the Universe. It appears the spirit of George Lucas is related to Zoroaster, and the strong images of light and darkness and Jedi came down. The battle for space justice has been happening, not only in the fictional world of movies, but also in reality, through the past, present, and future. So that was part of the preface by Riho Okawa on August 14, 2021. The original book's publication was in Japan, which was the bi-text in English and Japanese. So we have these words from Carrie Fisher and George Lucas, and they clarify the true essence of Star Wars, the true meaning of Star Wars, and also point out the importance of the next movie, The Laws of the Universe Part 2, The Age of Elohim. So it begins with Chapter 1, Spiritual Interview with Carrie Fisher, which is a little bit shorter than the other one, but it talks about some important concepts. For me, what stood out was the meaning of the Force. I'm really interested in Star Wars. I've always loved the Star Wars movies. So I wanted to understand what the Force really is. So it's kind of spoke about in this chapter, but it's a kind of concentration of the mind. It's kind of understanding of the realm of God and what it takes to be a universal person. It's very hard to understand with the kind of materialistic mindset. What is the force? It's part of the realm of God. It's a disguised part of God's uh, power. But George Lucas speaks about it in the next spiritual message. So let's get into that. I think that's the main concept of this book. George Lucas, who taught one of America's kind of new religious teachings in a certain sense, his movie had a religious element, a spiritual element. So, John, was there anything that stood out to you from George Lucas's spiritual message? Yeah, I mean, you know, like yourself and like millions of people, I'm a big fan of Star Wars since I was a child, actually. And, you know, it's like when you watch Star Wars, like most people who watch it, they feel something, mm -hmm. you know, and they feel like there's something to this that seems real, but it's also fictional. So it's like where, you know, where is that coming from? And so what I really appreciated was this sort of, you know, revealing the fact in this book of uh, the connection between George Lucas and Zoroaster. So, mm. like, 
And as Zoroastrianism had like this concept of duality, of this cosmic duality of Ahura Mazda and Angra Mainyu, mm -hmm. which were, you know, the good thought and negative thought, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, you know, the light side of the force, the dark side of the force. I just thought like seeing how that ancient wisdom carried into this uh, was just really cool to understand. It's like, wow, that's part of the reason it feels so powerful, you know. And I really like the way that the lightsaber was represented. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it seems like such a material object, right? But the idea that it's a tool we all carry to navigate the decisions we make in our lives mm -hmm. to determine whether we're going to align ourselves with the good or the evil, the light or the darkness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you see in the movies, like, you know, they use like different crystals to change the color of their lightsabers, you know, it's sort of, it makes sense how, you know, depending on how we're using our own, you know, lightsaber in the symbolic sense, mm -hmm. you know, that dynamic's going to play out within us. But yeah, just totally cool. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. And actually, as you mentioned about lightsaber, George Lucas's guardian spirit, he says, the lightsaber is a sword. In another meaning, the lightsaber is a sword, which divides your confusion and your indecisive attitude. You must make up your mind. You must see through what is right and what is evil. So I thought that, in a sense, it's a kind of symbol of the importance of deciding right and wrong, the importance of clarifying in your mind what side you're going to protect, what side you're going to strive to defeat. So in that sense, it goes back to Zoroastrianism. But this is a universal ideal of good and evil. This is the universal concept of right and wrong which even space beings can understand. You know, this, there is a side of light and darkness. And also, in this world, the darkness of the universe infiltrates into, as it says in here, gigantic evil empires. So it talks about the war between the gigantic empire's greed or endless desire versus the conscience of the people, the resistance people. So it talks about you know, God himself is a huge existence throughout this universe, but a part of God also resides within each one of us. That is the conscience of the people which determines the right and wrong. In, a, in Buddhist terms, that would be the Buddha nature. That is what connects kind of the inner conscience with the universal realm, with the politics of this world. So there was like the rebel army who fought against the great power of the empire, in the original days, people thought of that as the Soviet Union, you know, and now people might think of that in terms of the Chinese Communist Party. There's a giant empire which wants to persecute the conscience of the people, and that's all talked about here. So it takes a kind of unique way of thinking to think in that fashion, but it's really clarified why it makes sense in this book. Yeah. And, you know, I like that you, um, you know, that that comparison of like the force with like the Buddha nature, you know, because after I started studying Buddhism years ago, like when I watched Star Wars, it like the Jedi reminded me almost of like a type of Buddhist monk, like in a different place, you know. And and yet what's interesting is that unlike, you know, one conception a lot of people have about Buddhism is that it's like totally neutral, but it's not if it's taught properly. Right. right. <laughs> and so, you know, like you're saying that decisiveness of your decisions, even if you're walking the middle way, you're still kind of walking in one direction or the other. You know? Yeah, I don't want to sound blasphemous, but in a way, Buddha was that type of Jedi because he confronted Mara. He fought against the evil spirits of his country. He freed people from the chains of possession. And in a sense, he was you know, leading that movement. Yeah. 
And also he was an advisor to a lot of kings and an advisor to a lot of powerful princes on to how to make peace, how to stop war. And yeah, it really was a kind of, again, it's an enlightenment of this, in a way, universal understanding of good and evil. So this concept is so important. And actually it mentions in this chapter how George Lucas was influenced by the ideas of Japan and also the ideas of Buddhism. So for example, Padme Amidala comes from the Amitabha Buddha. This concept of Jedi comes from the word Jedi, which is time in Japanese. And also Darth Vader wore the uh, Kabuto, the warrior's helmet of the Japanese fighters. So th there's so much connections to the Oriental world, to the realm of enlightenment, to the realm of Zoroastrianism. And that's why Star Wars is a religious movie in a sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, parts of Star Wars, especially uh, more recent, like The Mandalorian, it reminds me of like old westerns. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the old westerns were actually influenced directly from the Japanese like samurai movies. Oh, so, wow, so you know, you see that correlation there. It's mm. it all kind of meshes together. Yeah, yeah. So you can find like a lot of connections to this next movie that will be coming out as well. So The Laws of the Universe Part 2 will be coming out later. You can find it in North America from October 22nd at select theaters. And you can learn more about the movie, lawsofuniverse-elohim.com. And the movie itself kind of goes back to this book, so I wanted to connect it here. Basically, Elohim, people might think of Elohim as multiple gods, but actually, originally, Elohim was the name of one high spirit who was born on Earth. A very long time ago and that spirit Elohim taught the distinction of good and evil because it was an age when hell was starting to be formed on earth people started to become under the influence of the devil and it was the first time that this kind of grand concept of good and evil had to be established on earth so the movie is really connected to Star Wars. It's also really connected to the Zoroastrian concept of good and evil. And that makes sense because Elohim was basically born in the Middle East. And a lot of these Middle Eastern religions were guided by Elohim, who could be called Allah or God in different religious practices. So that is why a lot of these religions come from the Middle East. They originate from there and then they teach good and evil. So it's very connected. I mean, in a sense, everything is connected. And also it gets back to that concept in this book. Right. Yeah. So could I ask you, John, book reading by reading the afterword? Sure. These are spiritual messages spoken to me in English, so the content is easy to understand. If the English is too difficult for you, you can just read the Japanese translation. We are trying to release the Japanese version of Star Wars as the laws of the universe. I hope it reaches the people all over the world. I heard there are Happy Science members in 164 countries now, so I would be happy if each country can screen the laws of the universe, this time part two. A famous producer and actors of Hollywood are supporting us spiritually. It is an honor, so firstly, I want to create a large boom in Japan, then spread it to America and Europe and all over the world. As the master of the masters, the most enlightened one, I want to include the truth of the universe and my enlightenment this time. From Rio Alcala, August 14, 2021. Wow. The master of masters, the most enlightened one, is teaching us the universal concept of good and evil. So if you want to understand it more deeply, 
you can go on Amazon.com and find this book, Spiritual Interviews with the Guardian Spirit of George Lucas and the Spirit of Carrie Fisher by Riho Okawa. If you'd like to learn more, you can check okawabooks.com. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.